Good morning, Top Dan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Dan Rivalry. We made it. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. We're there, TGIF, whatever. I hope you're having a safe uh, trip to work or wherever you're at right now. We got a new guest in the podcast, a team that we've talked about. We're coming up on Rivalry Week for a lot of teams. And so brought one guy in. So Javier, welcome to the clubhouse. Thanks for joining us for the first time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you. We're excited to have you. So so let's first start off. I can see you, but all everybody's going to hear is the audio. So tell me, who's your favorite team? San Diego Padres. Has to be. Uh, you know, San Diego, uh, born and raised. Um, you know, everything from Tony Gwynn, Finley, Kevin Brown, all the way up to now. Uh, you got Manny Machado, Tatis. Um, kind of been through it, been through the heartbreak. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Nice. Nice, nice. I love it. I always love finding out where it started because it always starts with I grew up there, family, whatever it might be, right? It's usually family and the love of the the local team, which it does does it get any better than that? I don't think it does. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Obviously we'll get we'll get into origin and all that, but for myself, um I, I'm probably the biggest advent ambassador for the city of San Diego. Uh everything <laughs> San Diego is on me. I love it, man. You guys got a great ballpark, too. I was just down there a couple of weeks ago, and you guys got a phenomenal ballpark. I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's it's top-notch. So Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many years in a row at this point it's been voted best uh, best ballpark in the country. Um, I, I'm sure other fans would disagree and, you know, say they're, they're selective. Uh, we, know one, we know absolutely one fan base that wouldn't say that, and that's the A's. But outside of that, I'm sure every other <laughs> fan base has an argument to make their stadium the best stadium. Listen, the A's can't argue that they have the best of anything but, yes, right the now. But that's the number one stadium for years in a row. Exactly. The A's can't argue that they have the best <laughs> of anything. I mean, they their stadium, not the record. You know, they're not going to be playing in Oakland here soon. So, um, yeah, Las Vegas A's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, at least they had uh, eighty nine, right? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so we know that you're a Padre fan. We know you grew up there. How did the love of the Padres really kind of get started? Was it just a local thing or or tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, it definitely was a local thing. So I, I personally played baseball, but I didn't pick up a baseball until I was uh, eight years old. And okay. when I was eight, I was nine. In 98, I was eight years old. So you can kind of imagine the fever <laughs> around making the playoffs, making the World Series, getting swept by the Yankees. Uh, my very first memory of the Padres, it was when they made, they won the, when they won the NLCS, they won the pennant, went into the world series. My mom and I were on the freeway, uh, down to 15. There was a massive banner that said, congratulations, Padres. And they had a little baseball thing on there. And I'm like, what are the Padres, you know, still getting familiar with what MLB was baseball was. I was horrible when I was a kid as a baseball player, but, uh, but I do, I had, but I knew I loved the game. And, um, so that's kind of like that was like my first like initial memory of ever seeing Padres, and then from there, um, it, it's been heartache after heartache. But you know, you 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 get educated. The more I, the more I fell in love with the game, the more everything it just kind of became second nature, uh, second nature to me. So yeah, baseball, Padres. It, it really started with just being being part of the city. Uh, for like I said, first experience of baseball or Padres, anything was actually just a banner down the freeway. Yeah. So once you got educated with it, I guess this is a two-part question. Who is your favorite current player? And then who's your favorite player of all time? Now, you guys have a great organization, so you got plenty to choose from. They don't have to be Padres, but 
favorite players? Yeah. Um, you know, when I go back, uh, you know, I think I was 14 years old, Khalil Green's rookie year. Um, this is two, three years removed. Tony Gwynn retired. Um, so, it, you know, those those few years after Peco Park opened, uh, I was kind of looking for that that one guy to attach myself to. Right. And again, 20, uh, uh, sorry, 2004. Uh, uh, we're talking Khalil, 2004 Khalil Green's uh, rookie year. And. Man, he was supposed to be the guy, right? And he was that guy for us for a little bit, and um, but it just didn't didn't work out. He was, uh, you know, socially awkward. That wasn't necessarily the best with fans in terms of engagement. But Khalil Green was like my guy. I think my current favorite baseball player is Trent Grisham um, nice, on my good team. Call. Yeah, I love Trent, man. See, I, I I was an outfielder my entire career. I have gravitate toward outfield Trent Grisham plays with like a grit and an attitude that people hate people generally do not dislike him based on because they don't feel like he's earned that type of attitude or that type of uh style of play but man I love it I love the grittiness I love I love the confidence uh the cockiness um and yeah man Trent, Trent Grisham is probably my favorite Padre right now so it's funny that you say that because as a Dodger fan there's two players that I respect like crazy on your team but I hate it when they play the Dodgers because they always seem to level up. Trent Green or Trent Grisham is one of them. Yep. Okay. Cause he always levels up last season. I mean, the guy hit what 900 against the Dodgers. It yeah. But insane. the entire season was like 198. It, it, he had a rough season, but yes, but every single time brings the best out of him, I guess. Exactly. And then the other one, you ready for this? And I'm still a huge fan of this guy, Jake Cronenworth. I think that guy's amazing. He doesn't get the credit because he's behind Tatis and, and Machado and Musgrove and and Soto and all these other guys, but man, that guy's good. Man, I mean, we just signed we just signed him for another what six seven years. Uh, he earned his, you know he earned a bag as they say. Uh, but man, when I think about a foundational player, maybe to your point, he's not going to necessarily uh, be the superstar on the team. But man, I I can't imagine the Padres currently without him. Uh, there there's just no way. And and you know he's obviously a utility player. He can play all throughout the the uh, infield can pitch if you really want him to. He was a two-way player for the Rays organization for a little bit. Um, but man, he's just so gritty. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't don't know this about uh, about Cronenworth, but he was actually a hockey player. So his entire life, he thought he was going to play professional hockey. So he has that, you know, he he kind of has, a, he doesn't necessarily have the stature of a hockey player, at least of what I imagine a hockey player to be. But he definitely has, when we talk about that grit uh, that Trent has, Definitely, he definitely has it, man. Definitely has it. Yeah, I I knew that about about um, Cronenworth, and it was funny because you're. I think that's what makes a better player. You're never going to hear Cronenworth and the Padres come to town. It's always going to be Machado or Tatis or Soto or Musgrove or somebody like that. Even Nola, right? Um, before Cronenworth, but that's what makes a player good. They don't have to stress about it, right? Right. I was just talking to somebody else on on what we call a weekly review, and I said Anthony Rizzo is going to have to step up now with with Aaron Judge and and uh, Stanton out. But you're never hearing Anthony Rizzo and the Yankees come to town. It's always going to be Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton. So right. I think that's what makes Cronenworth. So I mean, I I respect the heck out of both of those guys. Those guys are some great players. Um, you know, you get you got two guys, and I love. I love the giddy up that that Grisham plays with 
Because yeah. even though people don't think maybe he deserved it, it's not a Machado giddy up where sometimes Machado goes overboard a little bit. No disrespect if you're a Machado fan. Sometimes he goes overboard where Grisham does it just to get under your skin and then you make a bad pitch to him or you do something and he makes you pay. Whereas right. Machado's doing it just because he can, <laughs> right? And get away right, with right. it. So I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we got your favorite players in the books. I love those those guys that you chose. And I got a story for you offline when we're done with this about Khalil Green. Awesome. Um, let's talk ballparks. Where have you been? Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I don't have a long list, but I've definitely been to some iconic ones. Um, so I'm obviously Petco Park being one of them, Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I was over at, what is it? Um, Houston Astros. I forget what they call it. It's a trop- not Tropicana. Minimate. There we go. So I was at Minimate uh, not too long ago. Uh, I did City Field, Yankee Stadium, and T-Mobile Park all in one fell swoop. It was from city to city. Um, and the reason I did that, I got the opportunity to do that because I, I think I mentioned to you offline that I travel a lot for work and, um, I just happened to have three weeks of travel that I had to hit all those cities. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna make the best of this work, of this work trip. So I, you know, I hit Minimade, hit City Field, the Yankee Stadium and T-Mobile Park all in one, all within a, a matter of weeks. Um, this was back in 2019, April, 2019. It was like the first week of April to the third week of April. It was just nice. one fell sweep. We hit all those. Um, and also course field I have to go to course field being in the West. Um, it's a beautiful ballpark. Um, balls fly there. Um, and, and if you, so if you want to see a home run show, you go to cores, but speaking of home run show, yeah, actually was at the most recent, uh, this past weekend, <laughs> I was at, at the Mexico, uh, series, the, the MLB Ooh. world tour, man, that park, uh, they call it, it's named uh, Alfredo Parkeru, um Stadium, which, fun fact, Alfredo Harp is a minority owner for the San Diego Padres, okay. and he built that stadium two years ago in Mexico City. So it's a, a very small park, um, and its elevation, what, what is it, 7,300 um, feet above elevation, um, above sea level? To put that in perspective, Force Field's like at 3,000-something, right? So it's all nearly double the elevation they don't use a humidor for the balls and left field is 335 i think right field is like ridiculously small field and then they do, do they don't do anything to adjust to the to the elevation but you guys saw that right 11 home runs 16 11 games saturday um sunday was a little bit more controlled i think it was because it was a day game more than anything but man when i think about a fan experience like being in the being in the stands I actually came out on Mexican national TV MLB put a video of me uh, spinning my matraca which is just a noisemaker I'm like a Mexican noisemaker um, on their um, Instagram I, I was probably the most obnoxious fan at the stadium to be honest but but it was man it was it was it was such a it was a light show it was fun um, one of the best fan experiences I think I've ever had um, and I, it was like 80 to 20 Padres giants but everybody seemed extremely friendly even the local fans were just like 100 percent in it such such a good time nice nice i love that i love that I, back home we were watching it going i hope they never play there again because <laughs> like it it was almost it it's almost like they moved it would be like being at yankee stadium in that short portion right field it's almost like they moved that in 35 feet 
it was like a, a regular fly ball was going out of the yard. It's like, put it in the air. Let's see if it goes out of the yard. So. I yeah. Mean, you know, it's funny. They, I think they just announced uh, who's going to be playing there next year, which I believe is going to be the Astros and the Rockies. Right. Right. Man, it, it is going to be a lot of, a lot of fun seeing, um, dang, who's their, who's their DH or left fielder guy for uh, the, the Astros? I'm blanking out right now. Oh, let's not talk about him because the Dodgers gave him away for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Jord for, Jordan Alvarez. There we go. Can you imagine Jordan at that park? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, he's going to go 10 for 10 with nine home runs. Jeez. It, it's gonna, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a light show for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, those are the stadiums I've been to, man. And um, I, I got to say, no, there's nothing like home. That That's yeah. me being a homer, but nothing like Petco um, to this point. But it's been going to Yankee Stadium. It's a cathedral of baseball, right? Um, uh T-Mobile Park now used to be Safeco. I remember it as Safeco, but that just being there was uh really was an amazing time as well. Yeah. So let me let me do a uh let me kind of to trip you up. Let's see where we go with this here. Okay. So let's say you had this month of the month of July off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, unlimited resources. You have the month of July off, and you can only go to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you gonna go? Camden Yards. Camden Yards. Okay, good. Camden Yards. Uh, Fenway. Fenway. Wrigley. Okay. Um, this is a good one. Let's see. Um, I definitely would have to say uh, Brewers. What do they call the, uh, the American Lord Family Lord. Field? Yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like American Family and Fan American Fees. Family or, good American Family or something like that. Yeah. Totally. Yep. And then uh, let's see. Oh, I'd have to go to um, uh, Blue Jays. Uh, what do they call their state? Rogers Field. Uh, Rogers, Rogers Center. Rogers Center. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good those call. Be the five. Good call. I I hear Camden a lot. I hear Red Sox a lot. Mm -hmm. um, if they haven't been to Yankee Stadium, I hear Yankee Stadium. But you've been to Yankee Stadium. I hear PNC Park a lot because of it's picturesque, right? Correct. And then Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Same thing. It's picturesque, like. Um, but good calls on that. I normally I would say, why aren't you going to the ravine? But I know that you're going this weekend. So <laughs> you can, you can check that one off the list. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You know, um being a rival going into that stadium, um, you hear the stories, but yeah, I've also heard a, a lot of great stories there. So um should be should be a lot of fun uh, at the it's ravine. Gonna be a lot sure. of fun. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. You're gonna enjoy it. Um, Absolutely. okay, so so let's see if we got this straight. We know you're a pottery fan, we know how it started. Right. Yep. It started back in uh, 98. Okay. We know your favorite players. I, Khalil Green, awesome. Trent Grisham, awesome. Okay. We've talked about your ballparks. Now tell me we're a month and a smidgen past the beginning of the season. What are you looking for for the rest of 2023? Uh, what do you think the Padres need to do to continue to compete and or step up their game a little bit? Yeah. I, I think if you just look at, the the body of work over the last two weeks i think we're nine for 15 um five, four for the last five um the team is finally clicking because the team is finally together so things that i think the x factors are really within pitching so our bullpen uh right now we have the big game bob bobby suarez robert suarez he's he's on the il he should be back by the end of may he'll solidify that that eighth inning force um and then i think we do absolutely need Blake Snell to be second half Blake Snell because for some reason the first half every single he just can't do it but the second half 
kills it. Um, but I would love to add a front of rotation starter, um, another starter into the mix that would push somebody like Seth Lugo back into the bullpen. Um, but it, but I think he's, he's been doing a great job for us right now kind of holding up the back end of the rotation, but putting him back in the bullpen along with, uh, Martinez, uh, Suarez, and then Hader, that's, that, that is a, a bullpen that you just do not want to face, um, in the six, seven, eight, nine. No, amen um, but what I'm looking, yeah, but what, what I'm looking forward going? most. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, what I'm looking forward most, um, to be honest, like last year, we got a real taste of playoff baseball. We made the playoffs in 2020. Um, but obviously there's no fans last year was if I could just knocking out the Dodgers was probably the, one of the best experiences of my lifetime. And I know you're a Dodger fan and I know there's Dodger fans listening to this, but man, knocking you guys out just from the, the fact that you guys have kicked the Dodgers have kicked our ass for the last 20, 25 plus years consistently. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's been a couple. There's we've had a couple winning years since winning seasons uh, in between all that, but the majority was definitely weighted towards the Dodgers. So for that happening, that happening was uh, almost like a weight off your shoulders. It was a beautiful thing. So what I'm looking forward most is one, getting back into the playoffs, and two, seeing if we can get past that NLCS and get into the World Series. So um, I, I know we got the team to do it. Um, yeah, tweaks here and there, potentially add another bat. Who knows um, at the de at the deadline, but. Uh, right now, yeah, I think the, what I'm looking forward most is just getting back in there, man. We got a taste, got a taste of it as a fan base. I'm sure the players got a taste of it as as players. Um, now we want to. Now we want the whole thing. For now sure. you want the whole thing exactly. And yeah. I can I can tell you that that the key for and this is the same thing for the Dodgers, right? Because we play in one of the best divisions of baseball. The key right. for you guys is going to be twofold. One is going to be shut down innings. Right. You score, you got to shut down the next inning. And yep. two, it's going to be getting wins from your starting pitchers going far enough so that your bullpen's not hired in October. Right. Yep. And so that that's the key. Uh, you guys are dynamic. You guys have great offense and and you guys wanted it more than we did last season. So it didn't surprise me when you knocked us out. OK, it didn't surprise me at all because you guys wanted it more. Um, and some people will say, oh, it was the analytics. Oh, you know, great. Yeah, fine. You you forget the analytics. You leave Tyler Anderson in another inning or two, maybe. Oh, who knows, right? Who knows? You go back to L.A., who knows, right? But right. you guys have a great fan base. You guys got a great club. There's nothing to argue about. I mean, you guys you guys are doing – it's not the Padres of 2002. It's the Padres yeah, of 2023. And I can say that be, <clears throat> being a Dodger fan and going through the rough years of the 90s and the early 2000s, I can say that because I know what that feels like, right? Where you start to get good, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, you fall off and you miss the playoffs. Or you get in the first round, you get knocked out in the first round, and it's like, all right, you know? Right. So I get it, man. That's good call. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you know, so, and, and in addition to that, to that, too, I mean, historically, the Padres are just have not done a great job of beating up on the below 500 teams. So I think that's another piece, right? Like, we can step up and compete with the with those teams that we have to step up to the Dodgers, your Mets, et cetera. But for some reason, the the below five hundred teams have really been ex incredibly pesky for the Padres historically. Um, so I think that's something. Getting into the dog days of summer, we really have to ensure that we win the series that we have to win, right? That are must wins. Um, and then going going five hundred against those teams that are above five hundred is great. And then as long as you can beat up on the smaller guys, 
you're going to be in a good spot at the end of the day, at the end of the season. So exactly. And that's the key is everybody plays everybody this season. So that being said, you've got to beat up on Oakland. You've got to beat up on the Tigers. You've got to beat up on the Royals. You got to beat up on the weaker teams that are rebuilding. Right. Correct. Um, Cause if you don't, the nationals, the, the Rockies, you got to beat up on those teams because you're going to face the Dodgers 13 times. You're going to face the Mets. You know, you're going to face the teams that are going to, you're going to face the Yankees. You're going to face the Red Sox. You're going to face Tampa Bay. So you got to just, you got to win those series that are, are must win or easy wins, so to speak with the rebuilding and then win a bunch of series against the teams that, you know, I mean, best case scenario for you guys is you win both series against the Dodgers this weekend and next weekend. Um, you know, or you, yeah, you know, series. yeah, so. I'm already getting, I'm already getting text messages from my, uh, Dodger buddies and uh, all, all it is, is a uh, broomstick, broomstick, broomstick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see what happens. No, 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 no. It's not, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So. These, these aren't your, uh, father's Padres as they, as they've been saying. So, um, definitely a different, different set of, uh, set of values for this teams for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, top 10 rivalry followers. This is Javier. He, Amazing guy, amazing talent, got a great page. As you have heard this on this Friday morning, we're also adding in with him. We're going to add in what his page is. Please follow him. Um, he's got his own podcast. It's called Deep Fryer Podcast. Um, take a listen, follow it, subscribe. He's good guy, good talent um, with a baseball mind. So we're, we're good to go there. We like him. We're going to have him back on. Um, there might be a little... Little something, something where we're going to see him a little bit more than than anticipated. But we'll let you know as that that's coming on. But Javier, can we have you on as a guest again sometime soon? Absolutely. Anytime. I'll definitely have to uh, reciprocate the and get you back on get you on my podcast as well. But absolutely. I, I'm happy to be on anytime you need me. I would, me, love, I, I would love to do that. Love, love, love to do that. Um, okay. So top down rivalry followers. Do not forget. This is rivalry week. today. The Dodgers and Padres play each other three times. Keep in mind that uh, we have a watch party in Anaheim on Saturday at 5 p.m. Dodger Padre watch party at Noble Ale Brewery. The following week on Friday, when the Padres are up at the Ravine, we have a watch party at Social Tap in San Diego. Now, Javier, you've been to Social Tap. It's a pretty cool location, right? Great location. Uh, Overseas Park, uh, Tony Gwynn statue, gorgeous. Exactly. And so here's the deal. Go to Top Down Rivalry and register. If you haven't, the first 15 people that register for each event get t-shirts on us. Top Down Rivalry t-shirts that say Dodgers versus Padres, but they say it a little differently. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you're there. Check it out. And there will also be in the next week and a half, a rivalry talk that's being dropped with our film crew. Um, and that is going to be a Dodger Padres uh, rivalry talk so check that out we got a lot of stuff going on and we, we're gonna get into some of the other rivalries yankees red Sox. we've got some mets phillies braves coming up but just make sure you're checking it out so javier again thanks for your time man i sure do appreciate it yeah no thanks for having me honestly it's a great conversation i look forward to future ones and um hopefully uh i just can pull out a a, a series win this weekend well, it's been good having you on. We'll agree to disagree on that one, but it's okay. I love it, brother. Stick around for a second, okay? You got it, brother. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody, have a good Friday. Stay out of trouble. Make sure you're following this guy. Don't do it if you're driving to work. I don't want anybody getting into an accident, but make sure that you do it. If you're listening to this during work, 
apologize to your boss for me, but just write out a little thing saying, hey, I was listening to Top Fan Rivalries Clubhouse, such is life. They'll understand. Have a good Friday.